Hello and welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, how is Charlotte? Um, Charlotte is wonderful. Beautiful out. I haven't haven't been outside too much except for to go to Starbucks at like 6 a.m., get my cup of coffee. But uh, 22nd floor, looking out now. Over, Beautiful you know. down the Queen City, I believe they call it. Is that right? Yeah, it's, it doesn't. It can't touch Miami Beach or Miami not. or or Boca or anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice. But it's really nice. Actually, it's beautiful here. Uh, beautiful weather and uh, uh, nice. It's it's fun to be away. Fun to yeah. It's like your first. It's your first road trip in a while, right? Yeah. Yep. I'm back. I'm back. Back because- on the road. Canes are back. Yeah. So, yep. They're for the, well, I'm here at the ACC uh, football kickoff and uh, meet at, otherwise known as media days. And actually, actually all the teams just, I think have left. It's kind of a, yeah, I think it's finished now. We're, we're recording this. It's about uh, right about 5 PM on Thursday. Um, yep. Coastal talked yesterday, right? So you got Miami yep. players talking yesterday. Today was the Atlantic. So a lot of Clemson, uh, you wrote about Florida State, uh, specifically Bobby Bowden, have a couple more stories obviously coming over the next few days. Uh, we are going to talk a lot about ACC Media Days because, uh, as always, it's kind of the start, unofficial start of the season. Uh, in a lot of ways, it's kind of the last two weeks, as we talked about last week, or, or the week that college football is like back in the, in the center of, of everything. I um, mean, ju- judging by uh, the internet and, the, you know, all the people that cover college football, yeah, college football's back. All right, so we actually uh, have some breaking news as we are recording. We actually recorded uh, this this intro segment uh, at the top, um, talking about Avante Williams and his arrest Wednesday, um, halfway through uh, recording. Um, we got news that Miami uh, has kicked him off the team in a very short uh, release by the program, uh, probably a total of about 14, 15 words. Uh, saying that the safety was kicked off the team after um, some ugly uh, allegations and, and um, yeah, cr- uh, criminal charges, I guess, um, stemming from an incident uh, yesterday at his apartment in Kendall. Uh, yesterday, that's Wednesday, so uh, we're recording this after a little after six p.m. right Thursday now, night. yeah, Thursday night, um, accused of. Uh, what was it? At battery against his uh, pregnant ex-girlfriend. Aggravated, aggravated battery. Aggravated, it's aggravated battery aggravated. on a pregnant victim. Yeah, against his pregnant ex-girlfriend, who's also the, the mother of his child. Um, Susan has the details of the arrest report and the story, if, if you're interested in right. uh, seeing the extent. But obviously, you know, not <laughs> pretty, um, pretty damning allegations, pretty um, obviously a very ugly incident. Um, and Miami, within basically 24 hours of the arrest, uh, boots him from the program, um, which uh, in the previously recorded segment here that will never be heard exactly. uh, is uh, we, were, we were not, let's say we're not surprised by this. No, we're not. And we, I, we, we, I, gave, I gave my opinion and said he should be kicked off the team and I uh, probably will be kicked off the team. I'll be shocked if he's not. And you agreed. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, his, his girlfriend, 
who, who now is his ex-girlfriend, I guess he says, they, but they were living together, um, yep. 31 weeks pregnant with his baby. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, as I know very well, I mean, pregnancies, you know, full term is 40 weeks. Um, uh, you, you, you can't do that. It's a, it's a felony uh, arrest. And um, uh, yeah, yeah, like you say, it was ugly. Uh, he, uh, you know, according to the report, um, he, Avante, uh, the second year freshman safety, uh, former UM safety, uh, came back to the came back to the apartment and uh, grabbed her by her hair, threw her onto the bed and told her to get the F-U-C-K out. Uh, and uh, there, the, 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 I think the argument stemmed Wednesday, apparently over Williams um, being involved with another woman, the report said. And uh, he allegedly told the woman, when I return from practice, you need to be gone. And she wasn't. And that's when he... Uh, allegedly, you know, assaulted her and battery and all that. And uh, they called fire rescue. The paramedics took her to the hospital and they had, she apparently had multiple bruises to her arms and a bruise on her neck and two broken fingernails, whatever, but uh, she's 31 weeks pregnant Um, and he's 20 years old. Um, Very sad story. This is, this is a kid who, was a uh, the top the number one, rated the number one prep safety in the nation when he signed yeah. the UM, right in 2020. He people thought you told me he was he was he was supposed to go to Florida, right? Originally. Yeah, that was the 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 guess from most. People. That was a guess Florida is between Miami and Florida. Wound up picking Miami on National Signing Day. It was kind of one of the first like uh, you know really exciting moments of the the Manny Diaz era because obviously that first season did, did not go well, um, and then they that was kind of like the feather in the cap at the end of a pretty good recruiting class. That's right. Um, and, and then he didn't last play. Year, yeah, he didn't play at all right. last year because of a, a medical issue. Um, medical uh, issue. Uh, so he sat out. And then right before spring practice, Manny Diaz announced that Avante was cleared, medically cleared to play. Um, or, yeah, it was right before spring yeah. practice. And, and uh, you know, Manny – Manny Diaz was so excited for this kid, said he was, he just, you know, he was a very, very talented player who ran around um, like he was on fire. Like he was very, this kid was really excited to be playing. And um, Manny said uh, that when he, when he, you know, right after he cleared Avante to play, he said the joy on his face and in his voice when he found out he's going to go through spring was really, really emotional. It was fun to hear. He, it was fun to hear. That's what Manny said. And uh, he, he played in the Avanti played in the spring game and had a good spring game. Right. I think he almost had an interception, yeah. uh, um, you know, uh, just, I, I, I'm sorry. I feel, I feel bad for the, for the woman, really bad for the woman. Yeah. Okay. Who has, who has this baby and I hope the baby is fine. I really do. I hope the baby is fine. And, uh, he got what he deserved, but I, it's it's sad for all parties involved. Um, and as far as UM football goes, uh, safety is their deepest position on defense. Um, they've got uh, uh, James Williams, not related, again, not related yeah. 
uh, to Avante Williams, a different person who also was a five-star um, player who's an incoming safety who will be playing for the first time this season. Um, but, you know, five-star, like the best in the nation. Uh, also, they also have Bubba Bolden, um, the returning redshirt junior, um, who is, you know, him coming back was, uh, you know, was really big for UM and he's considered one of the top returning safeties in the nation. So um, as far as depth goes, they're in good shape safety wise. Uh, I hope Avanti gets it together. Yeah, it's um, yeah, a, a sad situation, obviously, um, all around. Um, Avante was a guy, you know, he came to Miami um, you know, they, they talked a lot about how uh, in the year he wasn't playing football, took it to like kind of get his academics in order. Um, you know, he, I remember when he committed to Miami, he talked about, you know, he, he already has one kid um, and obviously has a second on the way, I guess. Um, and, and talked about like the, the idea of, you know, he basically thought Miami was going to be a place where I think the coaches kind of like really sold him on this was like a place where like, kind of take care of the whole family to a degree. Right. And um, yeah, I, I, David, I, I'm I, like, I'm you're, do you know for sure that he had one? I, someone told me today, they thought he had more than that, but he might, I know he had at least one. one. Um, yeah. And yeah. yeah. Like I said, um, you know, I think Miami like kind of sold him on that. Like that, that this was a, a spot where like, you know, not, this is obviously like a girlfriend that he had a kid with. Right. Um, they were living together. Like you said, um, I think they kind of wanted it to work out, right? Like I think they knew that it was going to a difficult situation that Avante was was in. Um, right. Obviously, incredibly talented safety, um, and I think they wanted it to work. I, you know, obviously, I don't think they would have taken his commitment if they knew that, like there was this side of him, right? Like, um, well, I, don't, I, from, I guess from, not. From all like, like you know, this is I, I don't believe he's at least you know I, he's as far as I know, has not had like these kind of allegations or, or, or incidents in the past. So, you know, it doesn't mean obviously has not happened before. We don't know. Um, but I, I, that's my next question. How, what do you think of the way Miami handled this? Yeah, thanks. Cause I, I'd like to kind of end this swiftly, just the way Miami ended it swiftly. Yeah. I, I think uh, I'm, I'm very happy that Manny Diaz, cause you know, I mean, it all comes down to Manny Diaz, and I'm very happy they uh, they they dismissed him. They kicked him off the team uh, as fast as they did. I'm glad it's over in one day, less than a day. Um, it sends a really powerful message, an important an important message to the rest of the players. Um, you know, they're not gonna they're not gonna be allowed to 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 do things like that. I mean, and, and you know, you just there's some things you you can't do. You're done, right from the get go. No no second chances for that. Um, now I I'm sure. Uh, anyway, I'm 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 very happy that Manny kicked him off the team, and um, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's it's a I hate to say it's a teaching moment, um, but um, it was it was just the thing he had to do is the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's the first time uh, Manny Diaz is kind of running into one of these. There's been like, um, you know, I think arrests and, and uh, you know, 
Larry Hodges, who was one yeah, right. this week, who got arrested. I guess right, right. Was that right before the spring game? Is that right? Yeah, I think, is that it was somewhat, the sometime around that. Yeah, yes. And, um, and on a concealed but, weapons charge. Yeah. yeah. So you know, Manny has had obviously off the field situations to deal with so far. Um, but this is like the first really serious one. And, you know, it's not obviously not unusual around college football, like as, as sad as nope, that is, no. like it's not unusual around college football to have these kind of domestic um, violence type incidents. Um, and like I said, this is the first, really the first one my, Manny Diaz has dealt with. I think, it, it, you know, as long as I've been around the team, it's definitely the most serious, uh, you know, allegation against a, a current player. Um, and yeah, I think for, for Manny Diaz is he's still, you know, I know this is going to be year three for him, but he's still setting the culture. He's still, you know, trying to have his, you know, he, he, he's got, he's going to run the program he, the way he wants. And this is, this is, um, I think a good, good bit of evidence of, of the kind of program he is trying to run. You know, it's obviously not good that he has a player who was, was accused of this, but like I said, you know, we, I, I don't know if he'd done this before, but as, as you know, it's not like he had an arrest record in high school, right? It's not like he came in and had this like, uh, you know, I think you had some baggage to some degree, obviously, but, um, you know, did not have like the legal trouble. Um, so, you know, I, I never will fault a program for having players who uh, get into these sorts of incidents. It's how you deal with it after. And, and I do think uh, Miami obviously dealt with it, I think, the right way today. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, David, I, you know how long I've been covering this team for so many yeah. years. And I, I went through all those arrests so many Yeah, years. I mean, you were there for the, for the heyday of, you know, where my, the, the kind of Miami football stereotypes come from. Oh, yeah. Oh, the thug, the thug, the thug. Yeah. Thug you stuff. Ugh. Uh, yeah. I was here for a lot of that, all of that, actually. And, uh, um, and they, they met Miami between Mark Richt and Manny Diaz. Have clearly, you know, I, I don't know enough about Al Golden and, and coaches right before them, but these, the, the last two coaches here obviously have um, made it a big point of emphasis, I think, to kind of have this kind of clean cut program to a degree, right? And uh, yes, do it. You know, it, it, Manny Diaz did what he had to do today. I guess we, we could leave it there. Um, should we move on to uh, ACC Media Days, though? Sure, sure. Um, All right, uh, you have, as I mentioned, you're up there in Charlotte right now. Um, I am not. Uh, I've been following along a little bit from afar, so you know, I've been reading your stories, but obviously not everything you're seeing, you're, you're hearing, you're talking about up there is getting into your stories. Um, so I figured you know, I'll just fire some questions at you basically here, and we'll, uh, we'll talk through um, the biggest takeaways that you have from Media Days. We'll obviously keep it Miami-focused. That's um, what you were worried mostly about. Maybe get a little Florida State in there, because I know you talked about them today, too or sure. talked with them today too. Um, Manny Diaz was first up at the podium, right? On uh, yesterday, I think, or after the commissioner, right? He was pretty much first up there. What were just, I'll, I'll, we'll start as broad as possible. What were the kind of the biggest talking points for Manny? What's, I'm always interested to see what kind of messages the coaches come out with beyond the usual cliches of like, we're going to be multiple. We're close, the closest team ever. Um, yeah, what, yeah. What, what were well, kind of his talking points? Um, as he was trying to like kind of set up, set the stage for this Miami football team in 2021. Well, he, he did 
you know, uh, concede that you know, last year was uh, not not something to be to be proud of. Uh, and uh, you know, our guys have a chip on their shoulders. He said all the the good cliches. Oh, yeah. Did I lose you? Did I lose you? No, but it's it, no. I don't know what happened. So, All right, um, hold on. All yeah. Right. Start over. Three, two, one. So Manny Diaz was the first guy up in the ballroom, and then they go to breakout rooms after that. And um, you know, he he conceded that last year was not a good year. I mean, I, well, it didn't end well, you yeah. know, they finished eight and three. It did not end well. Um, and that they have a chip on their shoulders and he's very pleased with the team, how they're doing now. He's especially uh, pleased with the leaders, uh, you know, on the team, the three leaders they brought actually the safety Bubba Bolden uh, and, Receiver Mike Harley, who today uh, was nominated for the uh, Boletnikoff Award, um, as far as the preseason mm -hmm. goes, and Derek King, of course, quarterback. So, I mean, Manny, you know, he's a realist. Um, he's talked a lot about veteran leadership. And, uh, you know, as far as game specifics, you know, he said they, they've got to be more explosive down the field in the passing game and they have to give up fewer negative plays in the run game. Yeah, boring, boring, boring. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But he's really happy with the veterans. Um, he said, uh, you know, they've done a great, great job in the in the offseason. And he said, our guys have a chip on their shoulders. So, um, but we did, we did talk to him afterwards. Um, you know, that was just a little 10 minute thing with the, with the media. Then we went into breakout rooms, like I said, and we got more specific things. And actually uh, the local beat writers of the Palm Beach Post was there and Miami Herald mm -hmm. and the athletic um, uh, met with him privately afterwards. Right. And that's when we got, you know, better things and more specific things. And I grill him about injuries. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure he loved that. Yeah, um, but uh, and that's when also we got um, Dierra King, Bolden, and 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 Harley, and right. that was really, that was the most interesting. Yeah. So so what made um, you know you wrote pretty extensively about Dierra King. Yes, um, I did. Yesterday, I guess that would be uh, in today the Thursday paper went up online yes. Wednesday, so you can check that out at miamiherald.com if you haven't seen it. Um, pretty extensive conversation with him and you know he's obviously um i mean we've talked about a lot on this show he's had one of the like the most high profile often off seasons basically in the entire sport between his injury um obviously coming into the year with like that sort of heisman type aspirations and then uh obviously all the nil stuff so but it was really you know the first time you've gotten to talk to him uh in a long time yeah. What, uh, what, what, you know, you obviously, you, you've gotten to know him pretty well. You wrote extensively about him in the preseason last year. Um, what was the, uh, like, you know, I, I mentioned all those things and you kind of cover them all in your story. What, when you, when you say, uh, the most interesting thing was talking to the players, what about the, the King conversation kind of stood out most to you? Did he say anything that surprised you? Anything that, that kind of made um, you feel really good about, uh, where he is at going into this, uh, senior season? 
No, well, it made me feel good because he was very positive. I I didn't expect him to be negative because he's a positive kid. And that's a good point. um, Yeah. And I, but, but he's very pleasant. Uh, He really is, um, you know, very, like he wanted to talk to us. They were all, all three of them were very up for talking to us. uh, And, um, you know, when we were alone, they were great in the the room, in the room too. Really nice. Uh, They all were dressed beautifully in their suits. Yeah, they were, they were excited. They were talking about how they're the best dressed ones there. I saw. They were, they were very, you know, (laughs) a clean cut look. They look great. Um, and, uh, and, and King, you know, we talked a lot about the vaccinations with them and mm-hmm. with, which we can get back to about being yeah, vaccinated. That's pretty all interesting three, too. We'll be definitely talking about Very interesting. That. All three are vaccinated, but you know, got the Pfizer shot and try yep. to be, uh, try to be role models to the rest of the team. But, um, Der- Derek, uh, first of all, he told me, I didn't know this. I mean, I don't, th- I don't think I'd reported this. He said, I asked him what exactly was his injury. And he said, I said, was it only an ACL? He said, no, he tore his ACL and meniscus um, in this this particular last injury. Because mm-hmm. um, I think he's had other meniscus problems yeah. over the years. But, um, and I don't know to what extent, you know, but um, he, he said he was doing fantastically that last month he started cutting. I was interested in know what, to know when exactly he started cutting. Um, mm-hmm. He said uh, that he's, uh, I think, 0.3 seconds off his maximum speed for 15-yard bursts. He said he's running at nearly full speed. Um, uh, uh, he's doing everything with, uh, with the rest of the team. Um, I think Mike Carly told me that, uh, that he's squatting, that Derek is squatting about 300 pounds. He said he's cutting laterally with no breaks. Um, that he has no doubts that, you know, that King's going to be back. The thing is, um, and, and, and then Bubba Bolden told me, we t- had a little private conversation. He said, I see him every day. He's, he's hundred percent ask. He's told me, ask him yourself, but, um, you know, I, I, unless there's some kind of setback, um, obviously, in the next month or so, uh, the season starts in about six weeks. Uh, um, uh, you know, Derek will be the starter yes. because Alabama, unless there's setback, he will be the starter. The thing is, David, and we keep saying this, and he knows it. Derek knows it's true, and uh, you know, and he says he has no fear, and I believe that. But when you, you know, like the Palm Beach Post asked him, you know, when you're out there, the first time you get hit by a. Uh, in Alabama defensive yeah. line, you know, it's going to become reality. And, and Derek said, yeah. And, and Manny Diaz said this, we're not allowed to hit quarterbacks, um, it, which we do also, but especially Derek, he's not going to be touched. Um, so we're not going to know until some defensive lineman or whomever breaks free and is about to wrap him up, you know, what's going right. to happen. Okay, because I mean, Derek, remember what he's so famous for is evading those. Yeah, the elusiveness more than even more than the speed. Yeah. Like the speed. Yeah. The, him mentioned that he's only 0.3 whatever off his right. top speeds, 
like that was a good sign, obviously. That that's the like when I'm reading through your story and trying to, you know, every everything we've gotten until this point has been just what hearsay basically, right? It's been right. oh, he's doing good. Like that that's what we get. He's yeah. on track. He's ahead of schedule. Um, but actually seeing like a number kind of put to it, that was obviously kind of the most like most clear positive sign we've gotten. But as you just mentioned, like that's great. And that's part of it. Like, you know, when, when you hurt your knee like that, you can lose that speed. That obviously does happen. Um, mm-hmm. But for him, the question is going to be the, um, how can he like cut and escape tackles on that knee? Um, you know, how strong is that knee going to be? Um, you know, if, if a Alabama linebacker grabs him and he tries to spin off of it and he has to play right. it off exactly. of that exactly. right leg. And um, that, that's going to be the question. And that's, Again, it's the, the thing that we just, like you said, we won't know until the first time it happens in a game because it's not going to happen in practice even. And it's going to, and, and it's it shouldn't gonna, happen in practice. I'm not, that's not like a no. critique. Like you, you got to well, protect the quarterback, obviously. I don't know how they, they're going to have to, he's going to have to practice doing stuff like that. I'm sure he's practicing moves and spinning and doing Yeah, yeah. he'll be doing like uh, change of direction drills and stuff yeah, like that. Exactly. The way he spins around. But, but the thing is, those kind of situations are kind of like free. I mean, I mean, each one is like a little art form. Each one is different. So you, you never know till it yeah. happens. But but he seemed really upbeat. He seems good. Uh, he said, by the way, that he still weighs 195. He said he's down uh, to 11% body fat, which I didn't, I did not put in the story, but he, that's 4% uh, less than he was last year. Um, and mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he, and he also said, you know, that he kind of forewarned that, you know, during practice, there might be days and I, and I agree with this, um, that, you know, uh, you know, if he's not, there might, if there's any soreness or whatever, once, cause he won't, once he really gets into practice, um, he's, you know, he might have to take off a day every now and then. Yeah. And then, which to me makes sense. He said he talked to Frank Gore. Um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. The Frank yeah, Gore. And, yeah, and Frank, you know, told him take his time, and and Frank told him how things have changed. Well, he knows that since yeah. Frank played. I think Frank said a couple of ACL tears, and um, yeah, he said. Uh, I thought I put this in the story. He, I did. He said. Uh, he said, I don't get hit in practice anyway, so I don't think I'll be limited. Um, obviously, I'm taking it day by day. He said, I've got to listen to my body. So if a couple of days I might be hurting or my knees are sore or whatever, I've got to be honest and tell the trainers, the physical therapists. Okay. And so they might have him rest a day or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, he did say that because he doesn't really know either what's going to happen. So, um, yeah, I just, uh, I asked him about the NFL. And he said he's still, you know, he's very much in tune with uh, hoping to be able to play in the NFL, no matter what position or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. he's just going to do the best he can and see what he said. He gets one shot and that's it. So, and I, I know, of course, he talked about name, image, and likeness too. And yeah. supposedly he's going to. He's going to announce something today with his uh, dream field. What's the name of it? Greenfield, I, I think, right? Greenfield, yeah, with Mackenzie Milton, Milton, who I talked to today, the quarterback from FSU. But uh, I'll probably be in the middle of eating dinner, so you might have to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, it seems like just kind of big picture NIL is certainly one of the big themes of the week, right? Yeah. Like every, every coach, every player, every, uh, every, yeah, was, obviously yep. the commissioner yeah. asked about it. Actually, uh, actually, David, that was one of the interesting things with Manny. Uh, Manny Diaz spoke a lot about the vaccination when we talked to him. And that yeah, was- the two, the two biggest topics I would say it seemed like were, um, NIL and, and vaccination yeah. stuff. I think vaccination number one, really. That really? Was, the, was Yeah, that was the, yeah, that was the stuff everybody was asking about first and um, NIL too, but more vaccination and um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just uh, uh, Manny, uh, you were talking about the NIL. I mean, we did talk about, uh, you know, about how much it's going to get their focus away and stuff. And it's just like we've talked about before on this. I mean, he's adamant that he's, they keep saying the main thing is the main thing. We're going to hear that a lot. Um, (laughs) I'm not sure about the younger kids. I'm not sure how it's going to go, but he says they're role models. And the other interesting thing about name, image, and likeness was Manny Diaz telling us that (laughs) basically he hasn't, they can't do any, the coaches really have no control over that stuff now. No. They're, they're to, so that, like, we talked about that too. There's going to be some weird stuff, uh, some weird, iffy, I don't know, companies that possibly could try to get in on this. And I'm not sure many, you know, if the kids are, uh, legally able to, if they're 21 for certain things, I guess. I, <laughs> yeah. I, they're, uh, Manny's very wary about that as far as not getting involved. So, um, yeah. This will, this will unfold as we, yeah. I, I think, I think a lot of coaches are going to like kind of try to steer guys in the right direction with it, right? Like make, or maybe not even coaches, well, like you gotta be, the compliance you offices and stuff like that. Yeah. But, uh, it might again, be that. But but uh, at the same time, um, you know, there's they can't make them not do anything, right? Like they can do whatever they yeah. want. So I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't think so, unless there's some written things they're not. Yeah. Allowed to do, but uh, yeah, I think I think they realize that guys like Derek King and Bubba Bolden and Mike Harley, all those guys for sure, are not going to. Uh, do something that would taint their reputation. I, yes. I think they're too smart to do that. Um, and by the way, Derek said he had six or seven deals going now. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, um, it's good. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, I want to finish up by uh, by talking about the vaccination. It's kind of, I would say it's the biggest story in America right now. Um, and as such, it was an important story at, at every media day we've seen. Um, and obviously uh, at ACC media days as well. Um, Miami, the, the big takeaway from Miami is, is that um, they're not at that 85% mark yet, but Manny Diaz said he expects the team to get there. A couple guys just waiting on their second shots. Um, and then uh, they should be there as a whole. The ACC, um, what they say? I think seven of the 15. Is that what it is? That, that seven of the 15 programs, not, not football programs, because I think they're, in, they're including, oh, well, seven. Well, I know seven of the programs. Oh, I hope this is right. I think this is right. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm so the schools seven of the 15 ACC programs that includes Notre Dame which including is Notre Dame yep which is program. not a, okay yeah. have mandated vaccines for all students on campus oh also, that's what it is gotcha but Miami Miami is not one of them um yeah. uh, and a, Miami probably will not be one of them there's some state snafus yeah Miami has to deal with uh I believe uh and and they won't be doing that as far as I know, as far as the whole school goes. But the ACC uh, medical advisors now, the Atlantic Coast Conference, are um, formulating league protocols right now regarding uh, mm-hmm. whether teams will be forced to forfeit games uh, if, if they have shouldn't ha- if they do not have enough healthy players. Like yeah. here, you know, you have to have a certain amount of offensive linemen or whatever. Uh, but they're, they're going through that again now. Um, whereas last year they postponed can they postponed games. Now they're going to decide whether uh, teams will have to forfeit if too many kids have COVID or if they can't get enough players together for a game. And I just just what the I think NFL is doing. Yeah, now. and that was announced today. Also, is that basically um, you know they're not. It's if if you if your team comes down with a bunch of COVID because you're not vaccinated. Tough luck. You got to have to forfeit. We're not. We're not making right. any accommodations for you. And, right. Um, you know, I think. I think we're kind of seeing the whole country go that way, right? Where it's like, um, we're yeah, kind of done, done modeling these people who are not getting vaccinated. Um, and if you're not getting vaccinated, like, you're gonna be at a disadvantage. And um, exactly. Yeah. And, what, and what, what, what did Michael Irvin say? Right. Like, it's selfish to not get vaccinated. You're hurting your team. Right, and Bubba Bolden, by, Bubba Bolden, by the way, who was at the ACC media days, said uh, uh, that Bubba said that he did not like the idea of getting vaccinated. Vaccinated, excuse me. He doesn't. He doesn't like taking aspirin. He doesn't like taking yeah. anything. He has to, you know, to, to put into his body. But he said uh, he decided he stopped being selfish. He said, "I stopped being selfish." Uh, he realized it was more important than what he wanted to do for himself. Uh, you know, just like D.R. King, all those guys got vaccinated. D.R. King, um, his mother uh, has just overcome breast cancer. She's still going mm-hmm. through destructive surgeries. And, you know, God forbid she should get COVID. So, yeah. you know, he talked about that. And, uh, you know, 
Uh, they don't want to be selfish. Uh, leagues do not have the money anymore. There's no way they lost so much money last year um, because this whole COVID thing, I mean, canceling games, you know, and mm-hmm. all plans and all that at the last second. So I, I, I can pretty much guarantee that the ACC is going to say that people are going to have to forfeit. Um, yeah. If just, you know, if, if too many kids have COVID, uh, but they might, they might come out with some restriction with some, uh, I don't know if it'll be rules or whatever, but they, they might implement something to do with the football teams and or all the athletic teams and uh, vaccinations. That'll be really interesting to see if they could come out with their own set of rules. Because mm-hmm. like the state, Florida state, you know, the state of Florida, uh, right? You don't. I, yeah, the, I, the state of Florida can't you have to, like require it basically anywhere. Right? I, um, yeah. yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've talked about it before, like even with the Marlins, um, you know, MLB, the, the negotiate, the, the deal they have negotiated basically with the Baseball Writers Association is that you have to show your vaccine card. Uh, to be able to go on the field and talk to players. And in Miami, they can't do that. They have to just kind of follow the honor system. Um, but yeah. yeah, like you said, like it, it becomes, you know, when Miami goes, let's, you know, if Miami was going to play at Boston College, for example, um, I, I don't think they have Boston College on the schedule this year, but whatever. Um, yeah. Going to play somewhere in a state that like you have to be vaccinated to get on campus or something, right? Like, you know, what would, what would they do? You know, the, if the ACC is going to kind of, you know, it's the same thing. Like I, I was just on the road covering some Marlins games there. I did have to show proof of vaccination to be able to go on the field. So it's like, um, you know, if you just stay in Florida, then, you know, I guess you can get by without getting vaccinated. You might get COVID, you might go to the hospital. Like a lot of people are right now. Um, but uh, you're, but if you go anywhere else in the country, a lot of places are, are uh, requiring it. And it'll be interesting to see how that, would play out, like you said, if the ACC kind of mandates it for the ACC uh, championship or whatever, right? Like, Yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, As of now, Miami is closing in on the 85% threshold, which means Manny said they could do everything normally, kind of. uh, But as it is now, um, uh, you know, any player from Miami who has not been vaccinated uh, must wear a mask on the premises. They're deciding now. Uh, my UM is deciding uh, what the what the rules should be about eating dinner. Are they going to allow them to eat dinner, eat a team dinner with the rest of the team, and things like that? We'll be hearing about that soon enough, I'm sure. So, anyway. yeah, I'll say the Bubba Bolden. Uh, I thought that was a really interesting story. Um, I think just as a whole, like I think when we, when we talk about people not getting vaccinated, so much of it you think of the, the you know people the conspiracy theories about microchips and whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of people I think are in that bubble Bolden camp, right? Where like, they just, you know, they don't like going to the doctor's office, right? They don't like having to take or, medicine. Like, or yeah, more think, than that. Yeah. They're just probably a little worried. I don't think he, yeah. yeah I mean, worry. I mean, what does this do to your body? You know? Yeah. Or, you know, just again, like, you know, I, you know, I don't take Advil all the time. You know, I know some people who take Advil all the time. Like I try to, like, I don't, I don't like taking right. it all the time. I, you know, I got the vaccine as soon as I could, but, um, you know, I think a lot of people are in that boat and that bubble bold and just the way he talked about it, I thought was 
really like insightful and, and something I think that um, people could learn from, right? Because, you know, when he talks about being unselfish, he's talking about the football team mostly, right? Like the idea of like, I don't want to catch yeah. up and have to miss two weeks and screw my team over. But, um, you know, the, obviously a lot of the talk about the vaccine as a whole is um, you <laughs> prevent the spread. You stop people around you from potentially getting it. And that, you know, getting the vaccine in that way is also unselfish for everyone. So I thought the way Bubba talked about it was, was a, a good like allegory for America. These yeah, and, and the coaches, by the way, the UM coaches uh, have made it mandatory for the coaches to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So they're all vaccinated and they're, you know. Yeah. I mean, we know a lot of those coaches last year. Um, got it. Got oh it, yeah. Got pretty sick with it. Um, Very so. sick. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Do you see Boston um, College um, mandated their players to all get it? Yep. And so, so, well, of course, Notre Dame, too, obviously. I saw Boston College, I guess, required all their players. One player didn't get it. And their their coach basically helped them find somewhere to transfer to. Like, you know, it's I think the ACC has done a pretty good job. Um, It seems like for the most part. They have. Better than the SEC, certainly, where like the numbers were like really bad, I think. Apparently, the Washington State coach, this was this morning, okay? Things change every minute. Yeah, yeah. The Washington State coach uh, refused to get the vaccine. And I think their their team, like everybody had to get it or their school, it was mandatory for the coaches. And Oh, my God. Because of that, he didn't go to the the PAC. 12 media days? Wow. Right? Yeah, he didn't show up. I don't know. It's it's amazing. The, The story... The stories coming out these days are just crazy. I loved so. I loved hearing Michael Irvin talk about it too. By the way, maybe well, let's finish there. Uh, we didn't okay. put this on our rundown, but um, you know, it's it's uh, he. I think he sums it up right. Well, right, and I mean, it's kind of the same thing. Boba Bolden came came away talking about, but um, you know, I think that is uh, I think that's a message that works, right? The the. Um, you're helping, you know, you're hurting your team if you're not getting vaccinated. There's going to be teams that, you know, I don't know if a powerhouse team is going to lose its shot at the national championship because of this, but, um, you know, there's going to be teams that have to forfeit this year probably, or, or in yeah. really oh, no doubt. situations. Oh, no, no, forfeit. no doubt. And let, let's end it with this. I, this kind of was a telling quote, Manny Diaz, who did have COVID last year, um, yes. uh, said, uh, said that uh, when he was talking about all the kids, you know, getting vaccinated and how Derek, you know, and the the other guys were role models, he said, um, uh, he said, his quote was, are we going to go through this again? Because the virus is obviously not going away. Are we going to miss games? Are we going to get caught in contact tracing? Are we really going to be at the hotel the day before Alabama waiting to find out whether we can play or not? And that kind of hit me. Uh, that quote anyway yeah it, it uh it's like some some dark flashbacks to last season of not exactly. every week not knowing you know it's it's nice to uh you know and obviously you know we're not done with it the you know baseball has had dealt with it a lot in the last week and um you know the philly uh red Sox yankees game last week got canceled or postponed i should say um you know the phillies are really dealing with an outbreak the marlins had a scare over the weekend um so it's, it's not going away but i you know it's like insane that we're still at a point where we might have to cancel games or postpone games because of this. 
Um, yep. Especially in, in the United States of America where this, this vaccine is so readily available. Um, but hopefully, hopefully uh, the messaging coming out of these ACC media days and all these media days uh, help and we can get through a smooth season uh, that is right around the corner. Yes, it is. And we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back, right? Next week. Yeah, we'll be back next yeah. week. This is what usually what I say. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, you can follow Susan on Twitter at S. Miller Degnan. Um, check out all of her coverage from uh, ACC Media Days. Uh, that is all up on MiamiHerald.com. Uh, we did not talk about Bobby Bowden, um, but you wrote, you talked to some Florida State players about him, obviously. Um, you know, a guy that yeah. he never covered, I guess, like full time, but but obviously know well from your time covering uh, Miami. Yes, I do. Yeah, I so, do. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, diagnosed with a, a you know, uh, a terminal illness, terminal, um, very serious illness. And uh, everybody loves him. Everybody. He's a great yeah. guy. And yeah, so I did write about uh, the Seminoles and the coach talking about him today. The whole nation is sad about that. So, yeah. So uh, you can check that out along with all of her UM coverage. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at dbwilson2. Uh, we also did not talk recruiting, but Miami did get a commitment this week uh, from Valentha Carswell. I call him Flip. Uh, so all the coaches were doing flipping gifs uh, yesterday exactly. on Twitter. Um, really, pretty interesting recruit. I'm going to hopefully talk to him uh, over the weekend and have something bigger coming next week. But um, for now, you can you know check out uh, what I wrote about him. Off his commitment gives a little bit of the background there. Guy who's never played a down of high school football. Uh, but the coaches are obviously uh, pretty excited about as a big six, seven uh, tackle. Uh, but uh, let's finish up there. Um, thanks as always for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. And we'll have a lot more to add next week. I guarantee. Yeah, for sure. We we're in that time of year where it is a uh, nonstop and uh, pretty excited for it. So talk to you guys later.